Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, guys, so we're going to get into it today. Um, Last week, we heard Nikki Jones talk about public relations. And this week, we're really going to talk about something that goes kind of hand in hand with that. So this episode is really important because more and more we are seeing that actually seeing, and I'm going to air quote that, people's messages and nonprofits' messages on video. So whether that's on Facebook, on social media, or even in traditional media, say the television station, right, is coming to your event and you want them to come out so they can do some coverage of the event that you're doing. So this is really, really important. And what I've seen a lot with different nonprofits that I work with is the comfort level with being on video is just not there yet right? So a lot of people, myself included, even, you know, before I started getting on video and I have a YouTube channel now and, you know, it was really funny because when you first see yourself on video, it's just so weird, right? I don't know. It's just something about it. It's very strange. And it kind of makes me think, you know, all these millennials growing up and even the ones that are younger than the millennials, right? They're just on video all the time. So they're going to have such a different relationship with seeing themselves. But For a lot of us, (laughs) Gen Xers, baby boomers, that kind of thing, even older millennials, maybe not as comfortable in the beginning, but there's definitely some ways and there's 10 ways that I'm going to specifically share with you today to become more comfortable. And this is going to be both on traditional media. So say if the news station comes out to your event or if you go on the news station, which I highly recommend, even though a lot of people are like, no one's really watching TV anymore. There are people that watch TV and there are donors who watch the television. Um, So you really want to be visible in your community, right? So you definitely want to get on the local stations if possible. Um, And sometimes obviously that's a lot easier to accomplish than national level, but um, really, really important to have that exposure or to invite them to your event so they can cover it. Super important. Now, we're looking mainly at video today. Obviously, you can get in print, so you can get in the newspaper and all that, but we are focusing on video. Um, Of course, in our times right now, there's other ways that you can get on video, and we're also going to cover how to overcome anxiety as far as being on your smartphone, being on your computer, being live on Instagram stories, all of these sort of things that are really low-hanging fruit with no financial entry point, which is awesome. Remember the days when you had to pay big money to be on TV for ads and everything. I mean, even today, it's still like that. But now it's so much cheaper and even free. You can get on video on social media and get exposure out there. So definitely it is a great way to get your message out there. And we're going to talk about that today and also how in some cases it is required by funders that they want to see videos. And you also get a free downloadable of all of the different steps today that's fillable that has more questions for you to answer. So before any event or anything that you're doing for your nonprofit, you can fill that out and be confident about moving forward. 
please check out www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash seven six to get that free printable. So it's important to know how to become comfortable with being on video. So I'm going to get you guys there today in 10 steps. But before we go there, we're going to go ahead and share a review. And this is a review from iTunes. So please leave a review on your podcast player, whatever that is. I know we're in different places all over on different podcasts. If you listen to iTunes, please leave a review on iTunes or any podcast player. You know, if you're listening on SoundCloud or Stitcher, or we're going to get up on Spotify, all of these different places. Please do leave a review as it really does help other people find us. This review is from Jay Gladsner. And they say, as a person brand new to grant writing, Holly's podcasts have been very helpful and informative. I appreciate her step-by-step guidance and expertise in understanding what a grant is. Most helpful is her guidance through the grants.gov site. I feel confident to jump right in and write some winning grants. Thank you so much, Jay Glasner. And yes, if you guys haven't seen, I have a whole uh, podcast on how to navigate the grants.gov site, as well as a YouTube video that's quite extensive on how to do that. So please do check out uh, Grant Writing and Funding on YouTube, our YouTube channel, or you can go ahead and scroll through. We do have that on our podcast as well. So thank you once again, Jay Glasner. Really appreciate the review. All right, guys, so let's get into it today then. Did you know that video is a new grant narrative? Yes, it is. And here are 10 steps to get video comfortable. So media, media, media. Whether that is traditional media, such as television and radio, or social media like Facebook Live or Instagram Stories, it can be a little nerve-wracking to promote your nonprofit or the nonprofits that you work with. Yep, good old newsletters still are showing effectiveness in reaching donors, but video is fast becoming a number one communicator of nonprofit messaging to donors, sponsors, and grant funders. According to a report by C3, Into Focus Benchmarks for Nonprofit Video and a Guide for Creators, so long, (laughs) it's a long title, but go ahead and you can get in the show notes, you can click right over and you can read the entire article, but they say, Quote, 80% of respondents said video is important to their nonprofits and 91% believe video will become more important in the next three years. Just a quick look on Google showcased nearly 49,000 web pages when typing in video marketing for nonprofits. This is huge, guys. All right, so Jenny Traster states, every day, roughly 500 million users watch Facebook videos, And 82% of Twitter's 326 million users watch videos daily. But what's even more important to note is of that video content, people prefer live video at a shocking rate. 80% of users would rather watch a live video than read a blog, according to TalkPoint. The thing is, video is so easy these days, especially with smartphones, like I said in the intro. Anyone can have a YouTube channel these days. Live stories on Instagram are crazy popular. And Facebook Live is one of the most effective ways for algorithms to work and alert people to your message. So back in the day, only crazy large budgets could afford nonprofits the ability to create advertisements and get them shown on national television. Now all you need is a social media page. But traditional media can still be very effective and powerful for nonprofits to get their message out to their local community. So do remember that. So we're going to touch on both today. 
So even though there is an ease for access to video, many people still get the jitters before going on screen, right? Even if it's just a tiny one eighth of an inch screen. But being on video can still feel like an embarrassing mistake of comparing ourselves to others or involuntarily getting a dry mouth while simultaneously sweating and doing it live. Ah, OMG, what if I make a mistake and say the wrong thing, right? What if I just like totally blank? But it's a real thing. I found this super interesting because I was like, Even being on a smartphone camera, people start to get nervous. Like, oh my gosh, and now I'm looking at myself and this is totally strange. And, you know, people get like, before you go live, there's just kind of your heart starts to palpitate a little bit. And as I did some research, I found out that, yes, indeed, being filmed by a smartphone camera is still a form of public speaking. And it's actually called glossophobia, which is really interesting. According to Psychology Today, 25% of the American public suffers from fear of public speaking. And as an interesting side note, they state that although fear of public speaking is common, it is an urban legend that it's usually someone's biggest fear, like death and other things, you know, are usually a bigger fear, but that's just kind of like an urban legend. But it's still, it still affects a lot of people. Even if you're an extrovert, Sometimes being on video can just kind of make your palms sweaty and you can kind of get, you know, a little bit stumbled up on your words. So many foundation funders, here's the thing, they also require a video, not all yet, but it's totally moving that way and you're going to see it more and more move this way, that more and more foundation funders are now also requiring a video to be uploaded alongside a grant application. You can no longer hide underneath your text alone, right? I see this more and more when foundations actually publish their announcements on social media. So you see one that's shared like a zillion times and you're like, oh my gosh, look at there's this grant coming out. Um, Especially if it's super popular in social media, more than likely when you click on it, it's going to be a whole online application and part of the online application will include uploading a video to showcase and talk about your project. And usually they give you a very limited amount of time like three minutes top. So it's very interesting. But the thing is, is that foundations see that this is a great way where they can really understand your project and your nonprofit. Video messaging is super important and it is here to stay. So how can you overcome your fears if you loathe being on camera? I work with a lot of nonprofits and often they want me to do the television spot because they say they are too nervous to be on screen. But the thing is, as a freelancer, I tell them I am not the face of the nonprofit organization and the executive director or project manager should really be on screen and maybe even bring a beneficiary with them, even if it's a cat. (laughs) So here are 10 steps to get over your jitters of being on screen. Number one, draft out what you're going to say. Writing it down is a great way to get your thoughts in order and to help give you a roadmap of what to say. Please download our checklist. We have an entire checklist and also a fillable printable. Um, So please do download that at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash seven six. All right, so then that way, we're gonna ask all these questions that I'm gonna ask right now and they're gonna be in that sheet. So every time you do a new project or have a new event, you can reuse this sheet, this downloadable or you can just jot it down right now. All right, so here are some of the questions that you're gonna want to ask when you're looking at number one, drafting out what you're going to say. What is your project or event called? So, i.e. the cat ball. We're using this as an example, by the way. What date will it be? January 1st, 2020. What time will it be? From 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Where will it be? At Fancy Hotel. 
What need is it serving? Money will provide 100 stray cats with spaying and neutering. How much is it? Tickets are $75 each or two for $125. Where can people get tickets? www.catball.com or then you put the phone number, right? And why should people come? This is a very important question. So people have a chance at winning two round-trip airline tickets to Cat Island in Japan, support cat health, and have a wonderful vegan dinner. This is another question, if applicable. Who are your sponsors, funders, or donors? So the example would be, thank you to Cat Japan Airlines for the free round-trip tickets, to Cat Food for the Catnip sponsorship, and to volunteers at Cat Nonprofit. Another question that's if it's applicable. What is a dress code? Come dressed in your favorite cat character. And then, of course, the last thing that you should include to make sure you include in your draft are any unique factors. So our example would be, this is our first annual cat character ball, and the winning character wins a round-trip ticket to Cat Island, Japan. This will raise awareness about our cause as well as provide spaying and neutering for 100 stray cats at our clinic. These cats will also be available for adoption the night of the event. So I have all the information about this fictional cat ball now drafted out, right? This is very, very simple, but all of this information is super important. It doesn't have to be super lengthy, not at all. You wanna keep it actually pretty much as short as possible because whenever you're doing spots, whether that's on the television or whether that's on social media, you want it to be pretty short, one to three minutes the most. On television, sometimes they can draw it out to maybe six minutes, but for social, you know, you do want to keep it pretty short, especially if you're putting together more of an ad, you want to think 15 to 30 seconds. But if you're really kind of explaining it more, one to three minutes is okay. You want to have all of that information. So you want to draft all of that out. And like I said, there is a downloadable that has all of these questions with our fun examples. Um, so you can kind of wrap your head around it. But I just want to point out one thing um, that's pretty important is the unique factor or factors, right? So you want to make sure that you're really saying everything that's happening, of course, but why should people get excited to come? Not just why they should come, but why should they get excited to come? So you always want to think, what can I make this, you know, this experience fun, what we're doing fun, what we're doing attractive. So you really want to include something unique. And of course, you also want to include what the need is that you're serving. So we're saying right here, 100 stray cats with spaying and neutering. So there is a need. So you really want to talk about that so people understand what they're giving to when they're coming to one of your events or learning about your nonprofit, right? Step number two. Read it aloud to a colleague or someone who knows what you're doing for your nonprofit and get feedback on what you are going to say. So ask the listener to provide any feedback of how it sounds and if you missed anything. So just make sure you read it aloud even if you're looking at a mirror and you're reading it aloud to yourself. This is a great way just to kind of clear up anything, but you really do want to have a listener as well, so you can read it aloud to a mirror. But if you can have a listener, even better. So, and the listener doesn't have to be someone tight in your nonprofit, right? Or tight in the event that knows everything that's happening. Maybe it's actually better to have somebody that just knows vaguely about what you do. You can say, hey, can you just listen to this? And then they're gonna really say, they're gonna have the best questions because they're gonna know if you really missed anything. Okay, number three take several deep breaths before you go on camera. 
Yes, get into your happy space and imagine your interview of the video going amazing. Uh, walk yourself through the entire process. And that's a part of just like drafting it out, read it aloud, but just get mentally prepared. You know, take a few drinks of water. And another good tip on just clearing up any as you talk, honey smacking, is lemon water. Who knew? But yeah, it really does help. Number four, be your 100% self. Wear your favorite dress, pantsuit, or favorite jeans and t-shirt. Whatever makes you feel fabulous and represents you, then be that. Put on makeup if you like to. Brush your hair. Feel amazing. <laughs> Just by looking great on the outside can help you feel more confident and relaxed on the inside. So really show up and just be 100% on. And that means being, you know, just dressing up how you feel 100%. Number five, good background and lighting. If filming from a smartphone or computer, make sure you have a simple background and good lighting. Filming near a window where you are looking towards the window, not the window behind you. It's a good trick on not having a shadow on the side of your face or not being able to see you because the backdrop is too bright. Um, and even uh, one of the girls, Eliza, that works with us at Grant Writing and Funding, she had a great note because um, she does all the YouTube video editing. And she said, oh, it's actually better if you put like fairy lights or just like a dim light at least behind you. You don't want super bright windows behind you, but just a little something to create more depth is good too. So take that one to heart. That's a freebie. <laughs> That's a freebie for you guys today. So uh, number six, run a sample. If you are filming on a phone or computer, do a sample video before sharing or going live. There might be a laundry basket behind you that you totally forgot about. Plus, you will get more used to seeing yourself on film. So real simple. Number seven. All right, here's one if you're really using a computer screen uh, versus a smartphone. So use sticky notes. If you are filming on your computer um, or your smartphone is posted somewhere where you can have a backdrop near it, like if you have it in a tripod of some sort, use a sticky note with major bullet points near the camera itself. And then that way you can just glance over a little bit instead of looking down. And that way you can kind of keep on track more with your points or if you just forget something, you can glance over real quick and it's right there. Number eight. Know your project. If you are on a television station or on the news, be confident. You know your project. You got this. And it'll be over before you even know it. If you really don't want them to ask you a specific question, tell the media before you start. I've had to go on the news before on a subject I wasn't entirely confident about. So I told the anchorman I wasn't sure about all the history of the project. And he was happy for the heads up and he did not go down that rabbit hole. So he may have just like gone right there. Like, when was the beginning of this? And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I have no idea. And I didn't want to look like a complete idiot on that. So I just told him straight up front. I said, you know, I'm new to this project. This is what I know. I'm promoting. This is what's going on. But I'm not sure about all the history, when it began exactly, et cetera. So can we just focus on what's happening now? And he was like, cool, no problem. So just letting them know is a great way. And also having a call to action. Where can they get those tickets, right? We're going to talk about that right now. Number nine, always go back to your content. If you truly don't know the answer to something and get asked while live or during an interview, don't lie. Just say you can try to find out the answer and then work back in what you do know. Instead of saying, I don't know, 
say, I can find out the answer for that, but we are really excited about our upcoming event that will benefit 100 stray cats on January 1st, 2020 at the Catfall. So have a line that kind of redirects you back to where you want to go. And a great example of this is any of you guys that saw Zootopia with the animated film, super cute. And the fox was telling the bunny when she, she was like having to go out as the police representative to talk about something that she was super nervous about being on the air. And he just said, well, answer every question with another question. And it was really cute. And she totally did it. And it was really cute to see how that worked. And number 10, mention your sponsors and your donors. One reason people get nervous about going on video is that they are afraid that they will miss thanking one of their sponsors or donors. This is much easier through print advertising, obviously, as you can have your team look over it and make sure you included everyone. However, this is a lot more difficult when being filmed on the television, on-site, or going live on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure you include your major donors and your sponsors in your notes. If you need to, make a side note that you are actually going to read the sponsors off from your list because you want to make sure you do not miss anyone. That is absolutely fine. So, for instance, if you're being interviewed on local television and, you know, you just say, you have a little index card with you and you say, hold the phone, Jason, before we move on to the next you know, question, I just want to make sure I thank all of my sponsors and you can look, I'm going to look down at my note here, I have my lap, just so I make sure I include everybody and read it off. Obviously, if somebody gives you a dollar for an event, you know, you probably aren't going to include like a whole list of like a million people, but your top sponsors, or if you got a grant, you want to make sure that you say the right name of the grant, that sort of thing. So you want to include your higher level sponsors. And usually this is outlined in your package as well when you're doing a solicitation as far as media mentions and that sort of thing in the different sponsorship levels. So if they have media mentions, you want to make sure you include them. So taking a side note and just being like, I'm just going to look at this, even if you're on your, you're on live, say you're on Facebook live, you can say, you know what? I'm just going to glance right over. I want, I want to make sure I read off all of my sponsors um, that had a big impact for this project. Here it is. Da, 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 da. Bam. Now back to the, back to the video real quick. Instead of you like looking off into the distance, trying to remember everybody or missing somebody, right? So that is okay. All right, guys. So those are your top 10 tips. Of course, you also want to have your call to action, what you want people to do. And that's going back to da, 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 number one, drafting out what you're going to say. Remember to include a call to action. So where do they get the tickets? Wrap it up all the time. You know, you've already kind of explained what's going to happen, what's going on, how much it is, where people can get the tickets, etc. So you want to make sure that you wrap it up again. For more information, here is the URL address, you know, the www one, <laughs> or the phone number and the contact person. So make sure, once again, you have that firm call to action at the very end. And I would even say spell out your URL. So www.catball.com. Very simple, just so people are very clear on where to go. So that is it for today. Once again, your top 10 tips as you move forward in your video messaging. Here are ways to get over your any anxiety you may have. Number one, draft out what you're going to say. Number two, read it aloud. Number three, take several deep breaths. Number four, be your 100% self. Number five, have good background and lighting. Number six, run a sample. 
Number seven, use sticky notes if you can when you're doing your own filming. Number eight, just know your project and know what you don't know about your project as well. All right, remember that. If you don't know the history, if you don't know every single thing about it, just focus on what you do know. Number nine, always go back to your content. And that helps with number eight, right? Know your project. So always have a tagline to go back. So if you get stumbled up somewhere, you can get back on track fast. Number 10, mention your sponsors and donors. All right, if you are still a bundle of nerves and none of this works, <laughs> then we may have to do something extreme. All right, the number one way I got over public, the fear of public speaking was back in the 90s. Wait, was this the 90s? Early 2000s, okay. Yep, <laughs> this is not a millennial. Okay, so early 2000s, I took an acting class. And I know that sounds strange, but by being someone else on stage, I was able to transform my nervous energy into excitement. This has helped me to this day. When I'm live on stage giving a presentation or I'm an MC at an event, I just, I'm able to use the tools that I learned from acting, which is so funny, but it's true. And it was funny because at that time in college, I was being asked to be, you know, a public speaker a lot of times and I would just get so nervous, right? So I knew I wanted to do something and I took the acting class and honestly, it helped me completely transform. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out and take an acting class to get live on Facebook, but the acting class helped me get comfortable live. What helped me get comfortable on film was actually a 30-day vlog challenge I did with a friend several years ago. And every day we had to put together little snippets of our day and then we had to publish it online. And it was super uncomfortable in the beginning, but honestly, it was a lot of fun and I got really comfortable and I learned a lot about how to utilize my smartphone for video. Like I learned iMovies and different things, just very simple things that I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I got super used to seeing myself on screen now I have a YouTube channel and a variety of courses where I'm on screen. So you can always get creative with how you get comfortable. Remember, even the most seasoned speaker and YouTuber can get nervous before a session. And most of the time, if I feel a little nervous is when my videos are the best because there's something important about bringing some vital energy into videoing that makes it a lot more dynamic. So don't be afraid of a little bit of hesitation or a little bit of fear. That can actually help you with better energy. Weird, but true. All right. So if you want the checklist of these top 10 and also the fillable downloadable sheet that asks all of the appropriate questions with more examples, then please do download that at gratwritingandfunding.com forward slash 76. All right, guys. Next week, we are going to be talking about how to actually write a press release. All right, so we're looking all about publicity right now and this month. So we're gonna be talking about that and I'm also gonna show you how to do it and you're gonna get a free downloadable. So please do check out that podcast episode next week and please do subscribe to our your podcast player so you get these delivered right to your phone. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. As always, if you have any questions, please let me know how I can better serve you. And I really do appreciate all of you guys listening out there. And I hope you're having a wonderful summer. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, 
samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services. Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.